our heavenly father we give you glory and give you honor you are our god forever and jesus christ is our lord and savior the world may turn whatever they want or whatever however they want it. even the churches may play all the games and turn the name of the lord to a merchandise and a match but this one thing we know you are the creator of heaven and earth and Jesus Christ is your only begotten son the only way the only truth the only life this we believe not with our mouth with our heart and that's why we was even thinking that you should open the heart open the mouth of our heart open it lord show us your way that we may know you and follow your way and do that which only you directs us to do not man not denomination not any power for there is none before you and none will ever be lord we surrender again this evening lord and pray that you come and take preeminence come and reign come and speak to your children come lord i pray you not only in this fellowship not only on with those who are online listening mighty god but all over all over churches everywhere that lord they will only hear your voice you are the only i am that i am forever we give you glory we say come lord and have your way in this place and let your holy spirit take control lord give us receptive hearts all of us those online father we pray for them also we say blessed be your holy name in the name of jesus christ we are prayed amen I just want to say good evening to everybody. I just uh, I guess I just walked in but whatever. I thank God that we are here and that uh, we made it. We are alive. So we do not worry about difficulties and things because Paul said it. One thing I have really come to get is to forget about the past and move on. Because if you dwell so much in the past, then you get discouraged. But you move on and do that which is right before you. Open. I'm trying to. <laughs> what are we teaching today? Do I know? <laughs> you don't know. Okay, open. The eyes of my hand. Do you know that this song was sung in Spanish in Cali, yes. Colombia? And the Lord took over 30 minutes or 40 minutes to teach on it. Got up there, the song was going on. I didn't understand what they were saying, but I, if, if I could even simply understand, I know when they were talking about You can see when the, the song actually is rhyming with open the heart. Yeah, you could see that. And then, Santo, holy, right? Santo, 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 Santo. So he got up and the Lord said, do they know what they're asking for? Even for us, do you know what we're asking for? For us to ask God. You see, 
we're saying, open our heart that we may, we may see you. We want to see you. But who do you want to see? God. For you to see him, you must understand the nature of God. And God took it apart saying, you want to see me? And you sang here, I'm holy, holy, holy. Do not forget one thing. Three things of this God. If we can, whoever comes to God must comprehend, accept that. In fact, live every single second by that number one. This God is holy and righteous. He's never going to have any relationship with darkness. Not anything in me that's a sin that should come and say, I'm playing with God. God is not a man. He does not have that way. And then the second thing that we say that this God does not change. He had never changed before. He's not going to change now. He will not change for me or for anybody whatsoever. You see, because sometimes you, you watch men make all sorts of noise. In fact, they talk as if they are everything. In fact, some of our church leaders are beginning to, sometimes you think they, they believe they are lost. They believe they are lost. But there is this awesome greatness of God. No matter how a man or woman tries, he's going to die. All right, And the time he does not know or she does not know. So what are we making noise? Especially when these people make all sorts of noise. I will do that. You do what? And also the same thing goes with our place. If you go, go home where I'm from right now, everybody hates everyone. You see, everybody's have you? Do you pause and sit back and say, why am I doing this? When actually I don't know when it's going to happen. Any second I have, it is an opportunity that God has given me an opportunity to have bread. And this bread I have, let me make use of it by what? Making my ways pleasing to him. Instead of worrying about this human being, make up with the person and move on. You will have peace and not have to fight. So when we know that we're saying, open our heart, we want to see you, and God said, I, I, I hope you know what you're asking for because one thing you want to know, I'm holy. And if you're not holy, don't come. Or if you're not prepared with all seriousness to be as I am, holy, don't come. And that's why he told us, if you look at Leviticus 19, 2, 2 he says, Leviticus 19, 2. Yes. Speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy. For I, the Lord your God, am holy. That is all. That is all. Nobody should ask me how. You can go and ask God. God has said it. If anyone seriously wants to, and I'm not, I'm not here trying to project or make anyone feel, oh, this man speaking here is holy. That's not what I'm talking about. That's none of your business. There's a judge. There's a judge. Okay? If I don't please him, I'm doomed. Let's forget about it. why to, a human being should not deceive himself. I don't have to worry about and worry about the one who is a, the one who is the judge every time. He's holy. He does not change. He told us, "I am God. I do not change." That's what Malachi three six told us. Anytime, and then in fact, James told us, 
or Peter rather. In fact, James said the same thing. I do not change, right? James one seventeen. James one seventeen. Yes. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above mm-hmm. and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. There is no variation or shadow of turning. I am so thankful that we have such God that you cannot bribe or change any time because when you deal with human beings, sometimes you see that the, the wickedness is beyond measure. The, somebody you think this individual, I can trust him, can fail you any moment, any time. But God, God remains. And there's no partiality. He does not respect me. Okay? That's what Peter, First Peter, please, 117. First Peter one seventeen. Yes. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, mm-hmm. conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. Okay, let, let's let's see what Paul is uh, Peter is saying. Especially these people who argue, you know, sometimes we come up, we talk about all this uh, uh, feel good, one save, always save. Peter saying, conduct what? The time of your staying here, right? Not one time. Con- <laughs> the time, con- every second, conduct yourself because you are going to have to really pay eventually whenever the time comes. It doesn't make a difference. Whether you have been good for one year or 10 years or 20 years, and one day you start saying, Well, I think it's time for me to kick back and begin to be bad. And God is going to say, Oh, so that's the end of it at that point. That's a judgment. Somebody may say, How? That's exactly, we have read this thing many, many times in Ezekiel 13. 12 to 13, please. Ezekiel 33, please. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Ezekiel 33:12 Therefore you O son of man say to the children of your people the righteousness of the righteous man shall not deliver him in the day of his transgression mm-hmm. as for the wickedness of the wicked he shall not fall because of it in the day that he turns from his wickedness nor shall the righteous be able to live because of his righteousness in the day that he sins. Keep going. When I say to the righteous that he shall surely live, but he trusts in his, his own, own righteousness, righteousness and commits iniquity, none of his righteous works shall be remembered. But because of the iniquity that he has committed, he shall die. That is where the painful aspect known. You see, why, 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 why are we confused about this God? If you you are employed somewhere, you have worked for 100 years. Whatever you want to you work for 100 years. And one day, wham, you go completely against the employer and everything. This and it will fire you and everything. In fact, is it, is it, there's people who are that. That's, that's, do you remember? There's something that really have always baffled me in America. You know, I've been here for a long time. You can go at the way they turn, the way relationship, the relationship turns sour. 
overnight. Love can become hatred in one second. You know that? You are paying whatever you are paying monthly, monthly for 100 years. You fail one, one day. You know, the second day, they are ready to come and take you and take everything. They forget that you've been there for how many years for them. You see, our God is God that tells you this is, if you want to make it, you cannot make it until, I mean, you cannot make it the way you are. You have to be the way I am holy until you get there. Let's work it out. Are we there? Okay, so this evening, what are we going to talk about? I asked Pastor Charles, he didn't know. Pastor God, he didn't know. I don't know who knew. But anyway, talk about your heart. That, that, is, that, that is, that's for, <laughs> which was the third one? I said number one. I said it all. Number one, that our God is holy and righteous, and there is no way I can go in there and meet him, except I am the way he is. Number two, he does not change. No matter whatever happened for anybody. And there's no partiality. He does not really, because of this person, is going to make a difference in it. So today, we're going to talk about something. Okay? We're going to talk about a race. R-A-C-E. A race to the end. Now, I want everybody to pause. So we're, a race. We are running a race. Eternal race. To the end. But then even this, this afternoon, I realized one thing. That it is easier to enter the race than to run it. Please, anywhere you have a problem, let's get it. It's easier to enter a race than to run the race. And it is easier to run the rest than to win it. So coming back from Colombia, it has been a refreshing reminder that while we were over there, the Lord was speaking to us. And here, he was speaking to our people. That I feel and the Aki, we're, we're talking about it. How concerned they were. And I was even concerned when I saw what God was doing in Colombia. And then when you turn around, many places we've gone to, I shed tears. I can understand why God was saying, you know, to Capano and all those places, he said, woe unto you. You have seen all these things for the longest time, but you did not do anything with it. And then others. In Colombia, the emotional attachment, the love, I mean, the willingness to really receive the truth and, find, and to really understand it wasn't coming from any man. The readiness to accept that the truth of God is what actually matters. We should follow it. They, they didn't come there to argue. Every question anybody asked was about eternal life. How would I do to make sure I please this God and make it with him? Please, is that what we could do to make sure we don't fail him? Not argument. Or somebody telling you, oh, I know it, or why would you be talking to me that, that way? It, it really got me. And then the love and the interest. 
they didn't want us to go. But as we are saying here, and many places, we have been receiving his truth. But what is happening actually in our life? A race to the end. I said this, that it is easier to enter a race. Let me pause there. If you can, even if I, talk, if I stop right there now, now and ask you, can you give, tell me a little bit what I'm talking about? What's the difference between when Christ said, enter? Enter the way. It is straight. The gate is narrow. Can anybody tell me what he's talking about? Now, the what? Oh, I know, I know. Can you tell me what? We're going to come to that component. We'll get it tonight. Okay. Let's, 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 let's stop right there. We'll, we'll get it. It's very, very, very crucial. Let's get it. You see, running a race to the end, the race, God's race, the, the race God has said is enduring. It's enduring because God endures forever. There is no way anybody's going to change that race and the cause of it. It's going to be the way it is. But we have a race to run. And it becomes an endurance one that we have to deal with. And a race is not a race until it gets to the end, right? A race is not a race until it gets to the end. So that is why, actually, do you, can you, do you understand why the Bible is saying that a race, that the, a race is not for the swift, right? What is it? Let me. Yeah, the battle is for. Let me Ecclesiastes nine eleven, please. Ecclesiastes nine eleven. Yes. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. It's not to the swift. Nor the battle to the strong. Okay, let's stop right there. Go, my God bless you. The race, this race, the kingdom is the race of the kingdom is not for the to the swift. Can you tell me what is he talking about? Go back to the evil New Testament and gather what he's talking about. So. This race is to who? I don't want to get into all that. <laughs> God bless. This race, is a, let's get it. This race then is to who? The one that prioritizes. Look. Is to the committed, absolutely committed. Most of you search yourself. How committed? How committed? When it comes to things of God, give me a break. We're here. I come here every Thursday because God has allowed me to. Anytime he says stop coming, that's the end of it. And then you can, whatever you want to do. Because the day will come when we, we look for this truth, we're not going to find it. This race is only the committed, totally committed. I don't want to give an example. There are some, there are some people here I can say, yes, committed. But one thing I can without touching even the mission team, I, I, I look at, I know I say that, but like, okay, no matter whatever happens, except in, in and the unbelievable circumstances, he gets here before everybody, he stays up, he doesn't care, because it wasn't just because anybody convinced him, but because that's just the way he is. Most of us, I wish wash. Most of that's why some of us are half back. 
Because you have a situation where, where are you? Can you be trusted by this God? So this race is to the committed, fully committed, the dedicated, the faithful. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to run it to the end. It has to be that way. That God can trust you and say, yes, no matter whatever happens, he will get there. That's why, do you know that this, what we have said right now, gives you a clearer picture of the parable of the sower. You know, let's read, let's read that. Luke 8. 11 to 18. Luke 8, 11 to 18. Yes. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Mm -hmm. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. We have had people like that, right? Go on. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear... Receive the word with joy. And these have no root. <laughs> who believe for a while. And in time of temptation. They fall, fall away. away. But the ones that fell among thorns. Are those who. When they have heard. Go out. And are choked with cares. Riches. And pleasures of life. And bring no fruit to maturity. Mm. But the ones that fell on the good ground. Are those who. Having heard the word with a noble and good heart. Keep it and bear fruit with patience. No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Yes. Therefore, take heed how take you heed. hear. Yes. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. Whoever does not have. Who is the one who does not have? If I have right now, and I drop it, and somebody speaks it, is it not even worse? Probably would have been better than I, did, I never had at all. I want everybody to please take this thing seriously. Especially in this place. So you, you, that's why we said, the Bible said, okay, that's right, we're not going to even read that one. It said that when the Spirit of God is upon you, you can run. You run. You will not what? And I told you that time that that means whenever you are willing, when it comes to things of God, the Spirit of God is no longer there. Because if the Spirit of God is in you, leading you, Romans 8, 8.14 says, as many as are led by that Spirit, they are the ones who are the children of God. Which means as long as the Spirit of God is leading you, you cannot be weary when it comes to things of God. I'm not talking about things of man or things of church. I'm talking about the enthusiasm, the zeal. That zeal, if it's no longer there, boiling. There are people perishing. God, you have given me something. What am I doing with what have you given to me? What if tomorrow I'm no longer there? And what am I going to show to you that I have produced? After all, we have the parable of the talent. The unfruitful servant lost it all. Take it from him. And just go ahead and give it to someone else. 
But again, even this, before we get to this rest, we're talking about this, this rest, we said to the end. Why do you think the scripture told us, it said that the first shall be what? The first shall be last. And the last shall be first. Is that happening to us? God forbid. The first shall be last. But then, this, this even, I, I, I just want to ask you that question without anybody answering me, except God forbid. That's what I have for you. God forbid. I, I pray God for God forbid. It's almost like I tell somebody, say, anything could happen now, I can just be on the road now, something will happen, and the church will say, ah, God forbid. I say, how are you saying God forbid? What is inevitable? He's been warning us. But then, can you tell me why? He said that many are called. Look at the rest now. We're going to this rest. Many are called, but what? Can anybody complete? Go further. Still stay there. Go further. I'll give you one second more. Many are called, but few what? Those who are chosen, where are they? Where are they? Say the faithful. Where? Okay, we are running a rest. Now we are in a rest. <laughs> Those who are chosen are where? The rest track. In which kingdom? Hmm? I was talking about race. I was talking about kingdom. That, that's why, remember we started. <laughs> remember, remember we started by this. We started, please listen. Every time. When the, the Spirit of God is revealing his mysteries. Let's try to understand it. He's, we said here that it is one thing. Okay. It is easier to enter than to run the race. And it is easier to run the race than to what? Win it. To, to, yeah. Winning it is entering what? The kingdom of God. So, many are called, but few are chosen. Then that means that few are chosen. They are what? On track. But how many make it? A few more. Fewer. God bless you. That's an English, English man. I like that. Fewer are chosen. That is why this gate is so narrow. My people listen to me. That's why this gate is so narrow. Few are chosen. And that few are we going to be among them. Few are chosen. Why? If you look at Mark, please, Mark 3. 13 to 14. Mark three thirteen to 14. Yes. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. Mm-hmm. And they came to him. Then he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. He chose 12. I don't know what happened to many of them, but I know that we had problem with one, right? That, okay, so all those, cho- uh, all those that were chosen, okay, did they make it? No? Why? That's the same thing he was talking about this race. He was talking about this race, talking about the children of Israel. 
He said, read me please. Hebrews 3. 7. From 7, let's. Hebrews chapter 3 from verse 7. Yes. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion, in the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Let's stop right there. I swore in my route, they shall not enter my rest. Why would they not enter his rest? They don't know his ways. What is not knowing his ways? They have not obeyed in sin, right? They didn't make it. They have not known my ways. And because of that, they didn't make it. That's what the Spirit of God is asking us to really reveal ourselves. When I, from Colombia, I said, wow, Lord, this is how you could quickly move away. And just move. Most of us think, oh, any time, any moment, if I go on my knees, God will forgive me. That's complacency. Self-satisfaction. That everything is going well. You're not even aware of imminent danger that you have. That even he told us. He said, we shouldn't be like, let me please Hebrews 12, 15 to 17. Hebrews 12, 15 to 17. Yes. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest anyone fall short. All this, I don't, like say, all this uh, grace, grace, grace teachers. I don't know how they can ignore that. That one which falls short of the grace of God. If grace is all you need and you are there. Go on. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this, many become defiled. Many, yes. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one muscle of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. Mm -hmm. For he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. Though he sought it diligently. My people, I'm just talking to myself. And all of you, a time when you come, a time comes when you beg and cry, tears, asking God for forgiveness, and God will not. Because you lost what he gave you. To use it. It's own exclusive glory. Let's just live there and look at this rest. Run the rest to the end. There are three components of rest. Do we know it? In fact, Christ gave us all. These are the components of rest. Anybody? Three. Let's, let's move on. Number one. Enter. The highway. 
Pastor Charles was talking, saying it was a track. Enter the track. That's all Christ came to tell us. But it wasn't all he went further. I couldn't believe it. That this Christ told us, even if I told you, enter. This is the way you maintain it. And if you maintain it, it's not enough until you maintain it to the end according to the prescribed rule. He went through. I just saw that. This, he, taught, he came to show us everything. He said, enter, enter. But enter, enter is what? What is he saying? Enter, enter. I asked that before. What? God bless you. Please, let's just stop right there. Enter is nothing but repent. You see? In other words, enter is what? Come. Come to the highway. Come to me. And Isaiah 50, 35, 8 to 9 said that. We don't only get it. It said, there's a highway there. And this highway is a highway of righteousness and holiness. The unclean shall never enter it. So for you to enter this race, we said before, it is very, it's easier to enter the race. But a race, for you to enter a race, you must fulfill what? <laughs> I love, we are, we are, for you to enter the race, you must fulfill the entry requirement. The fundamental requirement, my people. No wonder God has been taking us to all this year and before the foundation of eternal life. There is nothing that's more than that foundation. If a man does not try to perfect it, he will not see God and cannot walk. There is no salvation. And you cannot maintain anything about salvation without the foundation. Because how can you maintain it? How can you build a structure where there's no foundation at all? So, that is why you have to fulfill the requirement to enter this race. And that requirement we said is what? Fear the Lord. And fear the Lord is to forsake all evil. To depart from evil. That which is evil. We have dealt with this several, several times. And that's why he told us, come. If you look at Matthew 11, 28 to 30, he said, Come on, come to me, all you who are laboring in vain. No, he didn't use the word in vain, the word in vain, but it's the same thing. He said, come to me, all you who are, <laughs> of course, you know, if you are heavy laden, you are laboring in vain. So let's put it that way. If you are heavy laden, are you not laboring in vain? You are laboring in vain. He said, come to me. There's a way. There's a way you can come. It's easy. Even way back in Isaiah, he told us, Read me please, Isaiah 1, 16 to 18. Isaiah 1, 16 to 18. Yes. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Mm -hmm. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Mm -hmm. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now. Then come. And let us reason together. The same thing. The Come so we can reason together. The reason is that unless you read yourself of this iniquity, unless you read yourself of this word, filthy garment, you cannot come. You and I have, do not have anything in common. Because Amos Tretre told us that two cannot work together except they are in agreement. Come. But 
the entry requirement is for you to what? Okay, you want to build a house. The entry requirement of a house is what? Foundation. The foundation of God stands sure, he said. And this, okay, for people who probably may be online, give me Second Timothy 2.19 again. You know, we have read many of these things. Second Timothy 2.19. Yes. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. Mm-hmm. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Depart from iniquity. That is all. That is a foundation. We're not going to go, what about that? Because we know that's the same way about seek God. That's the same way about come and enter. So, the entry requirement. The second thing is what? Now that you have fulfilled the entry requirement and you have given admission, what's next? Wrong with patience. (laughs) You're, You're getting there. Now that you have gotten that mission, the next thing is to maintain. If you want to continue, the legibility, if you want that to continue, you must maintain the standard. Whatever that is required of this race. That's why the Bible told us that no matter whatever you are doing, make sure until you die, you maintain a pattern of good works. Every time. Can you please read me Titus 3.8? Titus 3, 8. This is a faithful saying, Mm -hmm. and these things I want you to affirm constantly, that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. That's Paul telling us that, right? But then Christ told us the same thing. Are we together here? Come on. Why did Christ tell us that you must maintain? I told you all the three components, he covered them. No, no. No, thank you. God bless you. You see, a, follow a pattern of... Okay. To follow a pattern of good works is what? To implicitly obey. Let's, let's forget about good works is obedience. My people, please listen. Implicitly obey. Why do you have to follow a pattern of good works and implicitly obey? That's the nature of God. We are, we are, <laughs> we are. You follow that. Why? Because Christ told us, if you want to make a heaven, you not only have to obey me only. That's not enough. You have to obey me, what? Always. So that, the, what? Readiness. Readiness. Without obedience, maintaining it, you're not going to be ready. You have to be in top form. Obeying God in everything. So that if anything happens at any moment, God is with you. So Christ also told us that. Leave me please Matthew 24. 42 to 51. Matthew 24, 42 to 51. Yes. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this. That if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. 
Who then is a faithful and wise servant Mm -hmm. whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Is it not maintenance? Go on. Assuredly, I say to you Mm -hmm. that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You see, maintenance, people, please, we went from Titus 3, 8. So, pattern of good works, maintain it. It has to be to the end. So, I'm truly very sorry, honestly speaking, unto all these people who preach, one self, always serve. Go ahead and do whatever you want to do, you you will make it. No. Maintain this pattern of good works to the end. Why? Because Christ told us that he did. You see, let me put it this way. God is so wonderful. You know, when I reflect on the loving kindness of God and his mercy, I just cry. There is nothing he he didn't show us through Jesus Christ. And that's why he said, if you want to follow me, you must walk as I walked. I came to show the way. He showed us the way. Somebody who was seamless. Someone who was one with the father. The idea of time wasn't what he was worried about because he was one with the father. Yet he told us, I always did what my father told me to do. For that, because I maintained that, and because of that, my father was always what? With me. Most of us think God is going to be with you when you are not with him. No. If you deny him, it's over. But then the danger is this. Peradventure, you may come back and please him. But how are you sure you will leave the next second to please him? That is where the problem, that's where my own problem, I'm scared. Okay? Every time I said, okay, well, you know, maybe, but what maybe? It may not happen anymore. It may be the end of it. So Christ said, this is the way I maintain it. And then if you look at what? If you look at John 14, 15. He said, if you love me, this is the way you maintain this relationship that you have with me. You go ahead and obey me. And he told us, give me John 15, 14, please. John 15, 14. Yes. You are my friends if you do whatever I command. That's all. That's how you're going to maintain this relationship with. Now, the third one, because of time, let's move, is what? Now that you have fulfilled the requirement of the rest, you've entered. Okay? And, but even when you're trying to maintain this course, remember one thing which he told people in, uh, in Colombia. Okay? It's a straight, what? This is so straight, which means the crooked. No, no matter, it will never, if it, the space, there is no way. Once you are crooked, it will not work. Your shortcut is not going to get you there. 
I want everybody to stop right now and say, I am dealing with my God. I have to be plain and truthful and follow his word. He told you, the unclean shall not And so it's a straight way. So that, that will remind you that the crooked is never going to enter there. It will not work. Right? So, but now you have fulfilled the requirement. You're on, you are on the track. And you're maintaining it. The next thing now is that you have to get to the end. I want everybody listening to pay attention. You have to get to the end. You go to school. You can go there for what? First, first degree. Maybe it will take you four years. And uh, three and uh, three and a half years or whatever it is. And you said, I think I've had enough of this. And you drop and say you went to a degree. I mean, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna probably just call the security to walk you out of the, the campus. You, when you entered, you knew it's four years. Finish the course. But finishing the course is not what is involved. It's how you finish it. That's why, as far as God is concerned, the end does not justify what? But the means justify the means justify the end. You may run there and get there. So many. Why do you think those people? Let me. Okay, let's let's stop. Let me look. You have looked at him, please. From twenty six. Luke thirteen from verse twenty six. Yes. Then you will begin to say, "We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets." But he will say, I tell you, I do not know you where you are from. Well, sorry, my dear. Go, go, go back. Go back. Where is that knock? Yes. Okay. Luke 13. Once the master. Go on from there, my dear. 25. God bless you. When once the master of the house has risen up and shut, and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and knock at the door saying. So, so hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. If if I'm at, if I'm outside the door and I'm knocking, have I not gotten to the end? Well, yeah. No, no, that's not no. You are you are you you are asking and jumping and asking me questions. I have gotten there. That's why he had my voice. master open. I am here. You know the rest. You asked me to run. You said I should get here and I'm here and I'm knocking. You're knocking for what? Number one. Did you get there according to the prescribed time and rule? Is it not what happened to the five foolish virgins? Keep reading. And they're knocking. Yeah. Lord, Lord, open for us. And he will answer and say to you, I do not know you where you are from. Mm -hmm. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know you where you are from. Okay, why, why is he telling them, I do not know you where you are from? I don't care. I have said that before. I have already said that. Why is he saying, go, I don't know you? You are sin. You are sin. My people, listen, sin if sin has not become sinful, 
to your life. You have not started running this race. The sin you used to commit before must be so sinful and so oh no no disgusting that you can just turn and say, Lord, so you saved me from this death trap. He said, they're not going to say, I don't, hey, get away, I don't know you. But even going down, he will tell us. Go on. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. All you workers of iniquity. The reason being that Isaiah 59, 2 told us that iniquity separates us from our God. There's nothing else. No man, no devil, nothing, nothing can separate you from God except yourself. Your sin separates you from God. And we have said it here before and many times all over that I didn't know before and people are beginning to know that the, the devil, that the devil is not my accuser. When did the devil come to accuse me? My sin testifies against me. That's why the devil is there. Right? Go on by there. But your iniquities, yeah? But your iniquities, okay. So, oh, you, <laughs> so we should, Isaiah 59 2. No, go where we go. I don't know what Pastor oh, okay. Chuck, I think you went the other way. I didn't say we Luke should bring 13. it. Luke 13. Yes. Yeah. Okay, 27. Okay. Oh, we finished 27. 28. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and yourselves thrust out. Hmm. Should I continue? It's okay, my dear. And yourself thrust out. Now, going to the end, let me tell you one thing. Until one reaches the end, don't you ever assure yourself that you are saved. People, listen to me. If anybody wants to claim otherwise, go ahead. Don't. Because if the son of the living God finally told the father, Father, I have finished the work you have given. I have ended it. Now, glorify me. He didn't do it before he finished the rest. See, I finished this thing. So, don't assure yourself that, oh, I am saved. No. Do everything you can to please God every second on the basis, whatever it is. Because finally, the final, what, judge is going to be who? It's going to be God when the time comes. So, what am I saying in this situation? If you look at Christ, it tells you, whatever race I'm running, I finish this race. And he told us, if you want to come to me and share my glory, then also you have to run to the end. Let me Revelation, please, 2.26. Revelation 2.26. Yes. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end. Until the end. To him I will give power over the nations. And I'm going to ask you one other question. Read me, please, Revelation 3. 21. Revelation 3.21. Yes. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame <laughs> and sat down with my father on his throne. How does one overcome? 
there's something that you must hold on. If you don't hold on to it, okay, we're going to come to that. How does one, okay, he said, who overcomes? Overcomes what? The word. That's exactly what Paul was saying. And that gave me something, a revelation that came to say, wow. It means this, to be perfectly honest with you. Any of these three components, if any is missing, forget about it. This rest. But then, when I saw that Paul was saying, no matter what, there's one thing I hold on. If I, no matter the word, if it's coming down. In 1 Corinthians. Nine. First Corinthians nine twenty-seven. No, read <laughs> from twenty-four to twenty-seven. <laughs> twenty-four to twenty-seven. Yes, I'm going to ask a question. <laughs> Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Mm-hmm. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Please go home. Let this thing always be in your. Oh my God. In your heart every second. Run. Such a way. So there can be such a way that you may obtain this prize. The ultimate prize. Go on, yes. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a perishable crown. Mm -hmm. But we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body Mm -hmm. and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Paul is saying here, that's one thing I hold on, or I held on, whatever. Let's let's put it as if it's a present. That's one thing I hold on to. No matter whatever happens, no shaking. I know I can recover. In this situation, what is it? We talked about the three components. Paul is saying, one thing I cannot let go. Remember when somebody said, I now what? Bring my body under subjection. That means what? Absolute, God bless, absolutely no iniquity can come anymore. That's the same foundation. My people, let me tell you one thing. No matter whatever happens, let us not leave this foundation. Whatever that is happening in your life, go now and repent and change and hold on to this foundation. Come what may, even with any machine gun on your face trying to kill you, let them kill you. But don't leave the foundation because if you leave it, it derails the other components. You cannot maintain. How can you maintain the, the rest or salvation when the foundation is no longer there, the structure will not stand. How are you going to be able to run to the end according to the prescribed rule when the foundation is not there? Because that foundation is that cornerstone that now the churches, many churches all over, they will now reject totally. They don't talk about Christ anymore. They don't talk about what? Purity starting from the foundation of what? Departing from sin and no iniquity. Start from there. All the churches should go back to the foundation of God. Because why would, if we leave the foundation of God, we have left God. It's as simple as that. And once people know that, once if they're able to do that, that God will 
take care of the rest of them. So Paul said, one thing I will never forget is this. I'll, this body, I'm bringing it totally to subjection. That's why when I ask, overcome what? If anyone overcomes, Pastor Charles said, for cancer the world. That's exactly, if you look at First John 2, 15 to 17, it says what? The loss, can you please read that? First John 2, 15 to 17. Yes. Do not love the world or the things in the world. Mm-hmm. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. What is the greatest thing that is in the world? This should be easy. Oh, no. What is the greatest thing that's in the world? Do not love the world. <laughs> Yourself. Everything is measuring now. You are the one. The loss of I. Who is lost? Because you are lost because of yourself. The greatest thing you need to overcome is yourself. That's why I said the biggest enemy, the biggest devil that I have is number one. It's a makeup remember. Forget about it. Most of us would like to, oh, this person cause giving excuse. No, blame yourself first. My child, have you considered your own ways? And then, have God bear witness. So, Paul also told us the same thing. One thing, I have now run this race and have successfully gotten there. I will get the crown going in. So, this race we are running, my people, and I want to encourage everybody, is not because in this fellowship here or anywhere. My appeal to you, God knew you before even you were born. And he drew you and opened your eyes and be teaching us this truth. I'm not the one teaching you. You just have to hold on to that truth to the end. Otherwise, you've labored in vain totally. And that's something which we don't want anything like that to happen. That's advice to me and to all of us and everyone online. This race is a race to the end. And until you get there, as long as you are alive, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Because you have not gotten there yet. So that's why we say that it is easier to enter than to run. And it is easier to run than to what? To win. To enter his race. Until you get there, that's glorification. You have not made it. So, this is a situation. You know what somebody told me? Uh, let's conclude. Somebody told me, I think it's this uh, feel good, uh, one save, always save. I said, oh, no, I said, I guess God, um, was God lying? He said, no, they know that Columbia added so one question like that, was God lying then? He said, no way, God cannot lie. I said, well, but if God said, in Hebrew 9.27, that is appointed to man to die once. It is then after that, that is what? Judgment. And now you are declaring you are already the, the judge. No, somebody claiming one save, always save, is saying it's already made the judgment. No, please, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not here. He's already saying the judgment is already made. But God is telling us that will not happen until the judgment time. Because when the judgment comes, then God will judge according to the things you have done 
with your life. So, Lord, we thank you so very much, most holy and everlasting God. Thank you for being mindful of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For the things you reveal to us, mighty God who is in heaven, who can, who can buy that for us? Oh, Lord, all I pray is that we receive we receive what you give to us and do something with it. By first of all, mighty God, being good trees, solidly established in your truth on a foundation that no man can never, never push away. Our Lord Jesus Christ, you said, whoever hears these sayings of mine and do them, it's the one who is building. He's maintaining it on that solid foundation. Otherwise, the individual is wasting time. I cry for myself, Lord. I cry for my brain. I cry for many people. Oh, Lord, open our eyes that we may know how easy to walk with you, to follow you, to do your will. What peace that you give with your own ways, Lord. I thank you for your children who are here and those online. Thank you for the faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, mighty God. All I pray now, my Father, my God, who is in heaven, that whoever has had you will now open up and not be hardened anymore. There is absolutely no sin in one's life that one cannot turn away from. There is none unless we don't want to do that, Lord. And that's your foundation. There's nothing anybody can do because you are holy. Oh my God, my Father who is in heaven, wherever we have gone wrong, all of us, forgive us and give us a new, a new slate right now, Lord mighty God, to do that which is right before you. Take all glory. Let your name alone be magnified, Lord. Bless your children, Lord, who are here and those who are not here and online. Father, continue to minister unto them. Let your spirit go, Lord, and let them know and continue to teach them that it may be well with them and their families, Lord. We give you honor. We give you glory. And say, blessed be your holy name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen.